Hello, beautiful people. My name is Nikka, and welcome to Niger Knows, a podcast aimed to empower and enlighten through real life stories. This journey called life is not always easy, but best believe I'm making it laughing and loving along the way. Hello, beautiful people out there. Welcome to another episode of Niger Knows. Um, This episode is not as happy as I would like it to be because, you know, we got to talk about what's going on out there in the United States specifically. A lot of unrest, a lot of frustration, a lot of anger on both sides. And y'all know what I'm talking about. We're talking about this police brutality, the killing of black bodies. So we got to talk about it, Um, you know, share some thoughts some feelings, all that stuff, because I think it's good to talk about those things and and sort of share ideas and share emotions um, and find camaraderie in that. Uh, so I have my friend, friend with me, Miss Tori. Hi. All right. Yes. I love me some Tori, y'all. For real. She is a <laughs> solid one. You know what I'm saying? Black fist. Black... Yeah, she is a solid one. <laughs> Got two fists. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a lot going on. It's a lot. It's a lot going on. A lot. You know, um, if you don't know, I don't know how you can't know, but you know, George Floyd was murdered by a police officer. And I think we're at a point as a country as a whole, but black people in particular are at a point as where, you know, we can't take it anymore. We can't watch this anymore. It's, it's hard to watch. Number one. I didn't watch the video. I just saw the picture and that was enough for me. I stomached through the, through the video. I, really? I got properly mad. I made sure to, to sit and watch it because yeah. I mean, if people in the past couldn't turn away. Yeah, that's true. Know. That's true too. That's true. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't know when I saw the picture and in the picture, he looks like he had already passed to me. And that was just, I cried. I couldn't help myself. I sat on my bed and I cried. Because I felt hurt. I felt sad. I felt angry um, seeing this happen once again to another black man by a police officer. And obviously, we know he's not the only one. Just, what, two or three weeks before that, we had to go through the the killing and, and chasing down of Ahmaud Arbery. Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor. Sitting in her house. Sleeping in her own bed. Minding her we own business. Even, and so, it's a, just, just to <laughs> jump that, so the people that are like... So, I've seen a couple of very insensitive, you know tweets and 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 posts particularly you know from white people saying you know if you just do what you were supposed to do and didn't break the law mm-hmm. you wouldn't have police problems right. i was like so i can't sleep now right i can't i can't it's a, sleep it's now against the law to sleep as a black person black we can't jog a mod library and they weren't even police officers one's a former police officer they decided to just chase this man down. He out minding his own business, going for a jog, trying to be healthy, having a healthy lifestyle. We can't even jog in peace. Not in peace. But that that whole situation was... My response was, I, I didn't necessarily feel sad in, in the way that I... To tear up. My response was automatic anger. And if mm. you know me, like for me, it's real hard for me to, to get angry. Right. Like it takes It takes a good bit. And... For that, that made me upset. Like that, that sat in my diaphragm. Like my diaphragm was on mm-hmm. fire because 
they were they were they they set themselves up as some sort of authority that he was supposed to answer to for no right. reason right. for absolutely no reason it's like well what are you doing here why are you here why are you in our neighborhood and it's like sir who are you right why are you speaking to me why are you approaching me why must i answer your question right why must you know it's it's anyone come up on the street and be like i need your id yeah. And it's like, well, it's who like, are you? Are you, why do you need my, well, give me your ID. You, I don't have to give you my mm-hmm. ID. Then why are you asking for mine? Mm-hmm. And I've seen a couple of videos where one guy's just trying to go home and lady's like, I need to see who, who you are. I live here. He's like, I live, I live here, here too. too. Right. Do not see me I've putting seen my key in the videos door. like that. And it's like, who, who gives them the right? And it's like, what frustrates me so much is the fact that they don't, they act like they don't know what you're talking about when you bring these things up. Yes. I have no idea what you're talking about. I love everybody. But as soon as that opportunity is there, guess what they do? They flex their white privilege because they know it. They know it. The girl that called the police on the black about was like, I'm going to call the police. That's a, that's an unchecked temper tantrum. Yes. That is a full on unchecked toddler temper tantrum. But that's how you know. And it's and it's almost second nature to the fact that I don't even think she realized how fast she could pull that out of a bucket. Like that was such a, a, a jerk pull response for exactly. her. Exactly. She was like, oh, you're making me do something I don't want to do. You're making mm-hmm. me chain my dog, even though I should have it leashed up. I'm going to throw a temper tantrum. And the worst thing I can do to you, watch me. call the police. There's an African-American man threatening my life. Why is she yoking up the dog? Yoking (laughs) the dog. The dog is like... (laughs) 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 But she's so intent on getting this man, she don't even realize she's killing her own dog. And And it's that privilege of never having to understand what that actually means. Because for Mm -hmm. her and her little weak-ass apology, she was like, oh... It you know it's just words. No, those words put a record on him. Those words make it damn near impossible for him after the fact to do anything. Those words can literally cost him his life. But never to her. She is living in a world where she would never. She could never even fathom anybody. Officer, there is a white woman threatening my life. They will laugh at you. They will be like, "Stop playing on my phone." Right. <laughs> Give you one of those. What do they don't they charge you for filing they a do. false report? They do, and it's like, what, yeah. what do we do with that? Yeah, but you know, when you think about like in a historical context, uh, you know, this country obviously they came, killed people that were here, brought, stole other people, you know, forced them into to slave labor. But when I think about it, I often think about it as like the master overseer slave type of mentality. Mm-hmm. So the master, obviously, in today's world, would be you know, the, the rich, the rich ones, you know, mm-hmm. the ones that never get involved in all this other stuff. They got a lot to say, but you'll never see them on the street. Exactly. Um, the overseer to me is equivalent to the police. The overseer was the man who made sure the state, the slave stayed in line. He mm-hmm. was the one they, that beat them. If they ran away, he was the one that was sent to go find them, yep. you know, that type of thing. And to me, even though there are black police officers is to me, it's, it's, it's the same. It's still the it's same. It's pretty much the same because similar things are happening. Yeah. They, you know, I try to make it pretty, you know, I was threatening for my, I felt threatened, you know, my life felt threatened and try to put laws and, you know, but it's all the same. It's all the same. And at this point, it's too much. Yeah. And it's systematic. And it's, it, it's a conversation that I, I know I've had to have with people where it's like, I don't think you, you individual are racist. 
Mm-hmm. Like I've had to tell people that it's like you, you white person, you, you individually are not racist. You have not, I'm not saying that you have gone out of your way to do racist things. I am saying is that please be aware that there's a system put in place for your benefit mm-hmm. and subconsciously, whether you know, consciously or subconsciously, you benefit from it. For right. those who are silent, that's basically saying I'm okay with benefiting from the system. Exactly. For those complaining, they're saying that, no, I need the system to continue for that leg up. Right. And to me, I think sometimes we give them too much of a pass because when the opportunity the opportunity comes, they know how to pull like the lady with the Amy Cooper with the dog. Mm-hmm. She knew when to pull it out, probably on a regular everyday basis. People probably wouldn't say she was racist. You know, she probably has quote unquote black friends. But when the time came, Guess what she did? She pulled that right out of her pocket. Exactly. So you can't tell at that point. You can't tell and me. Did you, you don't see know. the and young plus, man that she called the police on? No, actually, I didn't see who it please actually was. Please go when you get a moment. Please go look at this young man. This man is a bird watcher, <laughs> and everything you can think of that comes with a bird watcher is him. He this, looks like this man is about as non-threatening <laughs> as that puppy she was yoking up on the leash. Like, it, you know, but he, who knows? He, he could have had an allergy. He could have had anything or that dog could have been running rampant and mm-hmm. she didn't have a real good hold on him. But the man wasn't a threat to anybody. And the fact she approached him, she was like, he's threatening my life. And he's like, stay you stay back from me. Right. Get away from me. And he's backing away and she's coming toward him to try and make some sort of point. Right. It's it's a weird thing, but it's like it's it's the system. And like talking to, to some people about it, it's like they don't it's it's almost they're tired of hearing about it, they're trying to look at it, but they're almost willfully ignorant That's they what are they are it. it's a it's a willfully ignorant moment yes where they don't want it they don't want to face the fact that they have been benefiting from it and they feel yes. a level of guilt for having to 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 deal with it and that's hard to deal with the truth mm-hmm. is hard to deal with it's hard especially when it's about yourself mm-hmm. it's hard to be like dang like we know that's messed up i know it's messed up but like shoot i'm you know like you said benefited off and like well, what do i do you know it that's a hard thing to have to admit and then to, you know, acknowledge yeah. and, and do something about, <laughs> you know, not everybody can do that. And that's what I'm finding, you know, on my Facebook feed, looking on Instagram, a lot of these non-blacks. And I won't say it's just whites because it's some of everybody that's not considered black or African of African descent. They have been in this. I call it the white bubble. Mm-hmm. This George Floyd stuff has now burst that bubble and they desperately trying to get back in it pump up a new bubble right. or something because they just like wait a minute because now they see how scary the world really is like oh crap <laughs> like i've been living in a in a you know a box put the wall back up right put it back up please <laughs> build that wall. wall you know that's what they're chanting like <laughs> bring they can't it back bring it back <laughs> they, they can't handle it i think the the rioting and all that has kind of put all of that on the on the forefront i had a at a prior job of mine i had a co-worker um, and we were, we were really cool. Me and this particular called white male were very, very cool. Um, and he was very comfortable with asking me questions, questions that I think a lot of people, a lot of white people would want to ask black people, but if they don't know anybody that they're comfortable enough to, with, to ask those questions, they mm-hmm. would never ask them. So he right. could ask me, you know, and he, he came up to me, he was like, Tori, let me ask you something. I was like, okay. He's like, would you consider me? a racist for voting for 
Donald Trump. And at the time, this was, mm. you know, it was the it was that election time. And I was he's like, well, then he continues like, well, just because, you know, I vote Republican doesn't mean that I'm racist. I was like, no, not you particularly, but you're condoning a party that gives a lot of leeway right. to people that are racist. Right. Um, I was like, you if you're okay with my rights being taken away ultimately, because I have an idea of where this is going, I was like, then he's like, well, I, I'm not racist. I was like, yes, but you're you're giving room for it. And right. may I ask why? He's like, well, Hillary didn't speak to the white man. He was she, you know, she her platform. She didn't speak to the working white man at all. And I said, does she have to? And he was like, well, what, what do you mean? I was like, in a country created by white men for white, for men, white men, built by white men, right. does she, does anybody need to speak to the white man? Right. No matter how much of the pie we ask for as everybody else outside of white men, we're never going to have, you're still always going to have full control, like most control over, over, over the pie. Right. You are not in danger. Your children are not in danger. Um, unless you are happy to give your kids a pass and they don't deserve it. I was like, I'm personally not going to have kids, but you're basically wanting to give a leg up, an unnecessary leg up to your children at the expense of mine, my proverbial non-existent children. That's what you, that's what, so you, are you scared of that? Are you scared that your leg up will put you at the bottom or at least equal with everybody else and you can't compare? And he was just like, well, shit. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, like, think about that. What are your real motives? Exactly. You are not in danger at any point in time. Exactly. And so often, I I don't understand why they think that they are. I'm not sure where that comes from. I guess I would have to get a white man in here to explain this to me. Um, But I know as a black person, as a black woman, as a black mother... You know, we have to talk about these things. We have to confront them. And when our white friends, because I've had some come and ask me a couple questions sometimes. And I had to be like, okay, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's talk about this. <laughs> let's see, you know. point. Yeah, some perspective, <laughs> definitely. But, you know, I think about as a mother in particular and in the George Floyd case in, uh, specifically, when I was reading and they said he called out for his mother. So I also think about it as that, like, oh, crap, like, my son is 17, you know? He's at the point where he's driving, he's going to be graduating, he's going to be out on his own. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do? I told him, like, I'm going to lock you, just lock you up in the house. You ain't going nowhere. You can't, you ain't, you can't go nowhere. You go to online school? <laughs> 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 like, you're not going anywhere because I can't imagine the terror that you must feel as you're experiencing it. But then as a mother, now, obviously, George Floyd's mother had already passed, but, you know, as a mother seeing that, it's like, it's terrifying because you always want to protect your child, no matter how old they get. And to not to be able to do that or to think that there might be a point where I can't do that. That's terrifying to me. It's yeah. scary. It's yeah. frightening. I look at my nephew. My nephew is 15 years old and he's six, four. And he is as a dark, beautiful, rich tone as they come. He is still a kid, mm-hmm. but he looks older for anybody in this climate, you know, that would see him, we, me and my sister are always scared to death because he looks like the perceived threat. Right. Just because he's big for his age. Child's mind, appropriate, maybe, maybe under the level of maturity, (laughs) (laughs) you know, good kid, good kid, fun, respectable, but goofy, Mm -hmm. plays too much, you know, Mm -hmm. very heavy handed. Mm -hmm. What, 
what kind of trouble can he easily get into where they misinterpret what he looks like in his size? Right. And your son is also up there. He's tall, too. Right. Like, what does he look like walking down the street, you know, if he right. goes to the wrong neighborhood? I remember one time um, during school, he would stay after, um, like, two, I think it was two days a week um, for extra help with his math in math class. So um, him and his friend would stay after and get extra help on homework or if they had a test coming up or whatever. And I have an app on my phone called Life360 where I can track his phone for the iPhones. So I can see, like, when he's on the bus, it tells me how fast the bus is going. Like, it's oh. pretty accurate. Okay. For whatever reason this day, it was not working. I mean, it had him at the school. It had him over on some other street I never heard of. It had him, like, all over the place. So I'm flipping out. I'm calling him. He's not answering the phone. Mm. He must have had, like, 50 voicemails. <laughs> Call me back now. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> now, mind you, he's black, right? His best friend, guess what he is? He Mexican. So now I'm like, oh, oh Lord. Lord, they out here shooting black <laughs> oh. people, dragging up Mexicans for no reason mm-hmm. other than the fact that how, of how they look. Mm-hmm. So he finally, I was grabbing my keys to walk out the door, and here he comes around the corner. I'm flipping out. Why didn't you call me? He was like, it was on silent. I'm sorry. I didn't hear him. Like, don't you know they out here killing black people for no reason? You black and your friend Mexican? Don't you know what they doing out here to people? You have to call me. Come. Like, I was flipping out. And he couldn't understand. But, like, I had to calm myself down. That's the necessary fear, though, that we need nowadays. Yeah. And it sucks. It does. It sucks it that we sucks. have to instill in our kids a healthy fear of the people that are supposed to protect us. It's like he shouldn't. I shouldn't have to tell him that. I shouldn't have to feel that way. I shouldn't have to sit down and have a conversation about what do you do like do you know what to do if you get pulled over by the police or if you get pulled over somebody asks you who you are you know i was telling him the other day we went to the store to go shopping for him grab your id make sure you always have your id Mm -hmm. with you like why do i have to do this he hasn't even lived life yet he's still in my house so my boyfriend had so he was on the road traveling a lot and i remember he actually had this call with his manager because his manager you know, reached out and was like, hey, with everything going on, I'm trying to learn and figure out, you know, what happened, you know, you know, do my own research and try to educate myself. And of course, Brian's like, cool, you know, I appreciate that. I understand that. And, you know, thank you for putting forth the effort to try and understand. And they had this long conversation. Of course, I was eavesdropping. And they had this long <laughs> conversation um, about what could and could not possibly affected how he treated Brian, talked to Brian. Brian was like, these are why I, if you never understood why I did certain things the way that I did, here's why. You know, Mm -hmm. when I'm on the road and you tried to, you know, to save time, have me push to the next city after dark, I'd be like, no, No. I'm staying right here wherever I am. Or why I wouldn't go out on night, why I wouldn't go to stores at night. Right. No, I'm not. um, I am a, you know, six foot, 200, you know, plus Y'all, pound. this man is built like a brick wall. When I came here today, I was like, is Tori feeding you cement uh, bricks or something? Because he's like, well a, <laughs> he is solid. So yeah, he yeah. has to think about that. Mm-hmm. And he's, and he's such a gentle giant. He's such a teddy bear. And he's one of the most respectful and sweet people, sweetest people you'll ever meet. Super friendly, mm-hmm. non-threatening, biggest smile, but he walks into a store, even when he's wearing his official company shirt, he walks into a store and the first thing they do, he has, first thing he has to do is diffuse the the tension of a black man walking into a store that's normally not filled with black people. And to be of his size, he immediately has to, has to be like, hi, I'm Brian. I work for UFOs or the, you know, or they give him kind of like the side eye when he walks in. Mm -hmm. It's a very clear and distinct shirt that he, that he wears when he would do these visits. 
And he was like, and his boss was like, oh, so that's why you never did anything. And yeah, that's why he's like, that's why I stayed my ass in the hotel room. That's why I didn't leave and do things at night because of what could be perceived by just how I look. And it still amazes me, even with you telling me that, that people don't know this. Like, don't y'all watch the news? Y'all think we was lying all this time? Or we were just talking about that. So insulary, like, insulary bubbles, insulary bubbles. Like, <laughs> you don't, you don't come outside of your bubble. So Drew Brees. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so I'm no, I know I'm skipping to all the hot, <laughs> the hot topics right now, but like Drew Brees. So think about that. Someone with that much money, that much fame, that much celebrity to come out and say something as insensitive and as shielded as I can't get behind anything about people kneeling for the flag and knowing with all the PR people, all of the paid people and around him. with the fact that he works with a team full of black, black people. people. He, you throw up, like, your money is made no. because you throw money to a black to person. To a black man that runs the ball to the goal line. But that's how insulated a lot of people, that's an example of how insulated people are. They're around their own, they're only around their family, they're only around like-minded people, they're only allowing themselves to listen to certain outlets. It took... I'm sure, and I'm guessing here, that it took just one person from outside his bubble to pull his ass aside and be like, yo, Drew, we told you guys explicitly what we were doing. This is not about the flag. That flag gives us the right and gives us the privilege to kneel and to protest injustice. They were to actually listen, right? Listen, follow the story from the beginning to the end. Colin Kaepernick was sitting down during the anthem a veteran came a white veteran man male veteran came up to and told him that is disrespectful it will be better if you kneel yes. that's why he started kneeling because he's still even in his protests still showing respect to the flag to the military and whatever else they feel that flag is connected to mm-hmm. he's still even in his protests was still showing respect and he was told to do that by a white man but they just automatically think oh no you're talking well, they against dismissed the military that point because it the no because they didn't want the bigger message to, to be heard to, to be heard they wanted to to focus bring, fo- my hashtag on all of my instagram and everything has been hashtag focus focus beyond the riots beyond the burning beyond mm-hmm. any any possible destruction of not to give it a pass but to say why focus. is it this way why is it being it why are they writing come this way it didn't automatically even when you think about history of america People keep talking about the Boston Tea Party. They threw tea over, blah, blah, blah. But why did they do it? Exactly. They were experiencing what they considered to be tyranny from England. They wanted to be free of that. They didn't want to continue paying taxes. So they say, you know what? Y'all don't want to listen to us. We're going to burn all this shit down. You'll listen to this. Fuck your tea. We're going to just dump it's in the water. It's in the water. In the water. And guess what? It changed things for America. Then you have people that are like, well, what? Did, well, do you guys have to destroy things? I was like, look, we do it the nice way. We don't, we, we get a bad reception. We kneel silent. We kneel. We kneel silently. Y'all didn't like that. We break some of y'all stuff. Y'all didn't like that. When then, and then I had someone be like, well, MLK. Oh, MLK girl, still listen, got assassinated. Listen, I got, I didn't get it. It wasn't both, uh, both a heated discussion, still but on someone else's Facebook post. And of course, you know, I had to put my little two cent in because he was, I could tell he was nice. He just didn't know. He just seemed like one of those like ignorant people. Mm-hmm. And from what, you know, the person whose page I was commenting on, she was like, yeah, he's nice. He just, he just flat out just don't know. Like he literally been in his bubble and his bubble isn't like see-through, like it's brick. Like he doesn't know, so he said that MLK, and I was like, "And get where is MLK right now? What happened? Where is he? They was marching arm in arm, singing, 'We shall overcome.' And guess what they did? They got water hoses and dogs sicked on them. 
So y'all don't care nothing about peaceful, non Y'all do not care. It's the message. Mm-hmm. The intent is what you don't want. Mm-hmm. And you're doing everything to try to silence that and to keep it from from growing, to keep it from happening. That That's what it is. And you know that. And you can't tell me that you don't. After we say Black Lives Matter, we need justice. If you have anything to say, like, but... After after that, I'm gonna need you just to go sit down somewhere. Right. Because at this point, like it, for that, there really there is no but. Right. If you don't agree with racial equality across the board on any platform, whether it's justice or economic or social economic or whatever mm-hmm. level, if you aren't, if you can't just leave that racial equality should just be de facto. That's just the, what the, it is. The default. Like, if you have a but, is there that, a but? Then, then no, I'm sorry, that throws you into the bucket of exactly, racism exactly. Because you need. That's you're telling stupid, me you need that leg up. That stupid counter. Oh well, all lives matter. Okay, so why ain't y'all? I saw the post that somebody put. Why ain't y'all mad too? Then exactly. since all lives matter, exactly. y'all should be upset too. Y'all, y'all, we, and that's the thing. Like, the reality is, you do not value black life this way, the same way you do yours, white life, or whatever other life you consider yourself to be. You do not value it the same at the end of the day, and for whatever reason. And it's not that far away. They like, well, that slavery was 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 so long ago. I was, the, the first integrated little girl is only sixty something years old. Right, she's younger this than my grandma. In my mother's lifetime, exactly. This happened in my grandmother's lifetime, so it wasn't that long no, ago. No, it's not that long ago. It's still I here. I had posted a video about the... It shows, like... It was shot in 1976, but it shows uh, this black family had moved to a neighborhood in New York that was predominantly white. I saw that. Yeah, yeah and they end up getting, like, firebombed and all this thing. That video was made only seven years before I was born. So those people in that video, the kids in that video, are only maybe 10, 15 years older than me. Mm-hmm. They're in their late 40s, early 50s. It wasn't that long ago. So you can't tell somebody, oh, get over it, or it was so far, it was so long ago. No, this is still happening. And then the other part is it's built into the system. Mm-hmm. So even if, yeah, the chain is no longer there, it is still in the system itself. So if the system is not changed, then mm-hmm. it's going to continue. And I don't want to continue. I don't want to have to have this conversation with my other son, who is now about to be uh, seven. I don't want to have the conversation with him when he's 16, 17. Yeah. Like, come on. That gets, that gets old. You wanted to see it change. You want to see that perception change before your kids right. grow up. You don't want it to move on to their kids. You want you want this to stop as soon as possible. Just like our parents and grandparents wanted it to stop right. as soon as possible. And it's going to take, of course, obviously white people, because this is majority of them here in this country number one the system was built for them well white males in particular land owning males at that mm-hmm. not even all white males exactly. Irish <laughs> land <folk>. owning males <laughs> that's who it was originally intended for but it's going to take them recognizing it calling it out dismantling that system but then us as black people is going to take us come coming together as well a lot of us mm-hmm. you know we have our own ideas of how things should be that's fine. That That's going to happen because we're all humans and we all process things differently. So you're naturally going to have, you know, different opinions. But we need to have a common agenda, a common goal. Hey, look, your idea. Hey, let's take some of your idea. Let's take some of mine and let's mm-hmm. make this work. Exactly. To now implement these things that we're talking about and, and fight for and demand the things that we need 
to have this change so we don't have to talk about it anymore. Exactly. I don't, y'all, oh, y'all tired, tired of talking about us talking about racism. Guess what? We tired of talking about it too. I'm so tired of talking like, about it. I just want to live my regular life. I don't want to have to think about, because I've had it happen to me, go on an elevator and a, a lady snatch her purse up or mm-hmm. hurry up and get back off when the doors open and see me. Do I know if it was because I was black or not? I don't know. I don't put my middle name on my res- resumes. Because there's a study that shows if your mm-hmm. name sounds quote-unquote ethnic or urban, even if you have the same exact resume, and then studies have been done, they've sent out yes. hundreds of false resumes saying that are, that are the same exact resume, except the names yes. are changed. One name is traditionally white-sounding, and the other name is black-sounding. And I think I think it was... It had over, it was, it was some insane, so many times number of hits over the, the black sounding one. Now imagine how, what I have to go through. Cause I don't have a fake name. No. Like my last name is Adewumi. There's no getting around that. It is truly Yoruba. It is truly African. Mm-hmm. So like my resume gotta be on point. It has exactly. to, because I don't have the advantage of having some other sounding, you know, some other name, more American sounding name. Like I don't have a way to fake it. Exactly. <laughs> at all. <laughs> exactly. And I hate that I even have to think that, that I have to do that. It's like, my name yeah. is Tori Johnson. And then my middle name is Shamika. Right. You know, and my sister, my sister's name is Nerica, you know, and it's, I've yeah. seen her put Nicole, her middle name, mm-hmm. just to get the foot in the door. Yeah. And I remember like being in school and my dad would be like, you know, if the teacher tells you to do chapter one, you do chapter one and chapter two. So you're always ahead. Now, at the time, I was at first only thinking about it in the sense that, okay, so I make sure I get good grades. I'm always top of my class, which I know he meant it in that sense, but also in the sense that you're going to have to be better than the best mm-hmm. just to get on the same playing level. Exactly. Where people are giving, are more apt to, to give non, you know, non-minorities a chance, quote unquote, we'll say, take a risk on them, take a leap of faith, take a chance, be more understanding of, you know, working gaps and, Mm -hmm. you know, any other situation when it comes to black people, we have to show up and show up completely ready. Otherwise it's a, I don't know. I don't know if they're quite ready for that yet. I mean, their resume, it's okay. But I mean, like we're really looking for somebody to just come in and take over the role. You know, we'll give Joe's, we'll give Joe a try. Joe can, I I think Joe can do it, even though Joe has no experience. I remember working for, a bank and I'll just be very general because the person that I'm particularly talking about is very nice. I love the person to death, right? But I was up for a um telesupervisor. We didn't have one. So they said, Okay, Nikki, can you do it until we find somebody? Well, I mean in my mind I'm thinking, Well shoot, I'm gonna do it. So I made sure I was ordering the cat, doing everything I needed to do to make sure that the job was done and that they could see like, hey, when it's time to hire, hey, we already got somebody. She's already doing it. Mind you, I'm the only black person in the whole branch at the time. Mm-hmm. So next thing I know, literally after the manager came and asked me, oh, Nikki, we're going to put it out. Do you want it? I said, yes. Yes, I want the job. He said, okay, all right. You know, we still have to put it out there because we have to make it fair for everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. I'm okay with that. Now, I didn't necessarily think that I had it in the bag, but I'm thinking since he came and asked me, that he knows that, number one, he I want it. Mm-hmm. Two, he sees that I'm doing the job. They go and to somewhere else. Someone's very nice, very nice person. Again, love her to death. And they, I don't know where next day, I know they were like, oh, she has the job. And I'm like, okay. All right. Very nice person again. Because <laughs> I keep saying that because she, I, I truly, like, she really is a sweet person. But, you know, she was having some, some, she was struggling. 
And guess who they was asking to come help her? Yep, help you train her. Now, that's an insult. Now, at first, I wasn't like, I didn't want to think of like a black, white thing, that type of thing. I didn't want to think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, maybe it's something else. And then I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, though. Oh, no. Wait a minute. This don't seem right. This doesn't feel right. Like, why? Why? And I ended up, you know, transferring anyway. I didn't yeah. stay much longer after that. But it's still happens today mm-hmm. in this day and age in my lifetime. And I'm only 37. I'm still, you know, I don't know if they would consider me a spring chicken, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm still young. though. But you know, it's, it is. It's always the little thing. So even when you do get to like that position, it, when people see me. And before I open my mouth, there is a I got you, sister, or that kind of like, you know, like I'm down with it. I mean, let me talk to you. And it's like, excuse me. Right. Um, What are you talking about? Like, right. it, it, it's, hey, girlfriend. Hey, girl. Like, what? I don't talk like excuse that to me. my yeah, I don't. Friends. I don't speak I like don't that. Talk like that. I don't. I don't speak like that at all. I'm, what's up girl hi how are you i'm good thank you you know when i first met you i thought you were gonna be like really mean yeah i've actually been told this i've told i've been told that like black girls are mean i'm like is this is she really saying this to me right now or just an ex or there's just an expected level of of this attitude that they that they mm-hmm. want from us. So, so it's always the angry black woman or yes, something like yes. that. So I see that like on my team now. So you know it's and 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 also before it's like and it's not and they don't do it consciously. Mm-hmm. You know when they approach when I've been approached to other people, it's like I'm gonna approach you like this and put my foot down before you even say anything. It's like well, I didn't say right anything <laughs> you just approached me and it was a little hostile and i'm not quite sure why because i've never given quote-unquote attitude i've spoken my mind and it may not have been in line with what you want me to say in that moment but i've never been rude i've never given you quote-unquote attitude so i and it's and to watch that happen to other women of color too right being have this right. like like just it's like people bracing themselves for an attitude right and it's this like if you like, keep doing that yeah you're probably gonna get, get an attitude yeah, it's like, like when somebody says you mad why you mad why you mad you're fine i'm fine after all you be like i'm not mad right now yeah, you are mad, mad. you know <laughs> it's so it's such a weird it's such a weird thing yeah yeah but we definitely know for sure that all of this unrest and that's a nice word for it Mm -hmm. that's going on is for a reason Mm -hmm. we know what the reason is let's not pretend like we don't Mm -hmm. we all know what the reason is unless you've literally been living under the ground for years and just because you may not have experienced it doesn't mean it doesn't it doesn't exist. exist exactly so we all have to acknowledge it address it when we need to um and and do what we can to to make some kind of change, you know? All of us can't be, you know, Martin Luther King. We get that. Mm-hmm. But it starts with your family. You know what the, some of the, how the, some, some of the conversations go. You hear the jokes. Mm-hmm. Address it. Say something. Say something, because that's where Say it starts. Something. You know, it starts at home. It starts with yourself. Um, I just wanted to read this quote. This is actually James Baldwin. If you haven't read any of his books, I encourage you to read, 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 read James Baldwin. Look up his speeches. They're all over YouTube. There's actually a documentary on him called I Am Not Your Negro. It's on Amazon right now. Um, Amazon Prime, I believe it is. But it's a very good documentary about him. But it says to be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a rage almost all of the time. 
So all this unrest is the rage that you're now witnessing. So if you want the rage to calm down, let's make some changes. Yes. So think for those of you who are comic <laughs> fans, think Bruce Banner and the Hulk, where it's just like, well, what's your secret? It's like, because I'm always mad. <laughs> like, it's it's always that. You're, we are always mad. But just know there's a, there's a reason. Right. There's a reason. And also, I encourage everyone but again because of everything that's going on right now black people in in particular to take time when you can to try and ease your mind i was talking to a young gentleman the other day his name was dante i didn't know him but um for work actually we took care of his issue or whatever and i asked him i said now how are you doing like really how are you doing and he just gave this sigh and i could hear it in his voice he was like you know what i'm not good I'm scared to go outside. Yeah. I'm scared to go outside. And I said to him, you know, I don't know what it's like to be a black man. I've never been a black man. I can only speak from the the viewpoint of a black woman and as a black mother, because I have black boys that I'm raising. But I say to you, when you can find peace, I'm mm-hmm. praying for you. I'm sending you nothing but good energy, good vibrations. Mm-hmm. And he was like, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, and we said goodbye and that was it. But I encourage you to find time to find peace. For me, it's listening to music and dancing around my house. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to do and post my little head rep video. Yeah, for us, it's like turn. It's like I'll I'll take his phone and I'll be like, okay, Brian, turn off the phone. And for me, I turn off my social media and we watch something. Mm-hmm. Either we sit and we just cuddle or we meditate or we do anything yeah. to 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 revamp the mind because it's not healthy to stay so angry all the time yeah and that is not to say not to think about it but that's just to say give your mind a reprieve because we can only be sharp if we are fresh right and if we're not fresh we you start to lose perspective and that's where mistakes were made that's where Mm -hmm. you know the anger starts to sitting and sit in in a way that's unproductive right so yeah so So self-care i agree self-care is yes do it like friday i'm going to the beach i don't care what happens i'm i'm going to the beach and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna put my toes in the sand and i'm going to enjoy it i'm gonna have my book and my music my journal mm-hmm. like i did last friday or week before, whatever day it was and i had a good time and it felt nice just to like breathe yeah we went to the comic book store <laughs> and spent like half an hour to 45 minutes just looking through comic books and then we came back here we're nerds by the way and we just came <laughs> back here and we read and we drank and we read, and that yeah. was our happy place. Hey, and listen. then we got right back to it the next day. Exactly. Okay, well, look at this post. Well, I saw this post. Did you exactly. post it? I post that too. Exactly. We'll have hour long conversations about it and what we can do to help. But exactly. Exactly. Take a moment. So, step back. Yep. Y'all definitely do that. Take a moment. Like she said, step back, relax, do something that makes you happy. And I'm, when I say you, I mean you as an individual. Yes, we still have to be concerned with our families and our children, things like that. But find something that makes you happy as an individual. Take two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it is to do that. Exercise. So you can clear your mind. Exercise. We will do an episode on healthy lifestyles, by the way. Because <laughs> we're all on our health journey. Uh, Tori's a little bit further in her. I'm trying to catch up to her, but <laughs> we'll do an episode about that. But yeah, just make sure you take the time to, um, you know, clear your mind. Eat a cookie, drink some milk, mm-hmm. a soda, a glass of wine, whatever. <laughs> Almond milk. Almond, Almond milk. milk is good too. Mm-hmm. Get the vanilla one because that's the best. But uh, make sure you do that. And I hope you guys enjoy your day. Have a great week, a great month, a great year. And peace out, y'all. Peace.